Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Scorched Earth. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction. Righteousness. Ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher. Soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is Friday, April 22nd in the year 2022. Happy Good Friday. Well, not actually Good Friday, but you know what I mean. Happy Friday to you. It's good that the end's week. The end of the week is here. I'll tell you right now. It's been a long week and a lot of things going on. And just as crazy and as ridiculous as it always is to kind of frame everything in one 32-second clip, I think we can understand where the world is. You, you, you got the vaccination? Yeah. Are, are, you, are you okay? I mean, you seem, no, it works. Or, you, you know, or, 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 or the mom and dad or, 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 or the neighbor or when you go to church or when you're, you know, no, I, I, I really mean it. There are trusted interlocutors. Think of the people. If, if your kid wanted to find out whether or not there were, there's a man on the moon or whatever, you know, something, or, you know, whether those aliens are here or not. <laughs> that's about the only alien we have is hand puppet Joe Biden, but that's okay. He's still struggling with whatever he is. Who knows? Patriots, you're going to need to keep up your sleep in all of this because it's going to get crazier as we go along. It's not going to get less. So whatever you can afford for sleep, make sure you have good sleep products to make sure you get a good night's sleep. You get the best of those products at MyPillow.com. Some of the top products that you will help you sleep are things like the Giza cotton sheets. They're as low as 60% off right now. And the MyPillow Classic, which is down as low as $19.98. They also have mattresses, mattress toppers. They've got men's and women's sleepwear, the classic My Slippers, which are amazing. We had the Slipper Revolution at Bards Fest. So many great things going on. So head on over to MyPillow.com. And if you go to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, you'll land on the Bards Nation's private, our special landing page. And at that landing page, you're going to see the latest specials that are going on. You'll take advantage of those specials by using your promo code, Bards, B-A-R-D-S. That's it, Bards. And you can use that promo code anywhere on the Frank's, frankspeech.com site. You can use it on the My Store site, and you can use it on the MyPillow site. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code BARDS, and of course, if you want to speak to a Patriot Pillow counselor, a real person, you can dial 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939. Use your promo code BARDS for great savings, and you will not be dissatisfied. They will hook you up, and you will get hooked up if you get to the MyPillow site to take advantage of these great products to ensure that you get a great night's sleep. MyPillow.com, promo code BARDS. Patriots. This is a pretty crazy time, and a lot of what the media is focused on is the entire issue of Ukraine. And it's doing so because there's so many other things happening that they don't want your attention on any of them, which is actually no surprise. I want to start out this evening with just a quick little piece here on the perspective of the real crisis that's in process. Gap in calories. 
where's the food going to come from? And how are we going to feed nations that are almost entirely dependent on imports that are running out of food or out of food? So I've mentioned this in the past, the whole world runs on a 90 day food supply, which means roughly 25% of the world's calories are in storage right now. But that's not the case uniformly. So some countries like Tunisia and Somalia, Ethiopia have close to zero calories in storage. Some countries like the United States are roughly 30, 40% of our annual consumed calories are sitting in storage. China is a complete outlier. For years, China has been stockpiling food. And at this point, China has 150% of their annual consumption of food in storage. So they have supplies that if all food production and imports stopped in China, they would be able to feed their population for one and a half years. That's an incredible supply of food. So as you look around the world to places like Sri Lanka and places like Somalia that are struggling to figure out how are we going to bridge this gap on calories that's about to hit us. Egypt's about four months of food, by the way. And Egypt is dwindling. They cannot get the food out of the Black Sea. So China is going to be one of the very few potential solutions for bridging the calorie gap over the next year. And I have a strong prediction and a strong belief that because of that, China will use it to maximal leverage. And we will see over the next year an incredible amount of leverage and power being accumulated by China because of transactions that they're going to start to enter into to bridge the calorie gap around the world. We are in the middle of a massive buy or shift in power. And we've gone from a unipolar world to a massive multipolar world. And so many of these effects that are happening right now are all synced together, though they're intended to look like separate events. The food issue is critical here because right before us, that's the one thing not only can we control, but it's the one thing that breaks people's will the fastest. So we've had the wave of, of COVID. We've had the wave of the injection bioweapon, all of which was not as successful, I'm sure, as they had hoped because the penetration of the injection, the effects of the bioweapon, all were minimalized. But they have so many layers in this program to realize what they're trying to do. This, on a certain level, is a mass extinction event that we're in the process of. It is truly a scorched earth. And it's it depends on what side of the fence you're on. From their perspective, they're seeking mass extinction to take over the world, to control what's left of humanity with a long-term play to ultimately weed humanity down to a, to a billion people, 500 million of them would be Chinese and Japanese. The rest of them would be what's ever left in the world. The intention of that is that they're targeting populations that have already learned to be obedient and compliant. The Chinese are the most obedient population in the world. They're highly obedient to a government. Government. So are the Japanese. We, the Americans, are the most rowdy, or should be anyway, but we seem to be doing pretty well on the obedience side these days. On the flip of it, as they are getting squeezed with what's going on in Ukraine and there's a shift in power, there is a fight going on between the two elites. And I've said this many times, and it's important to get a grip on this. The Illuminati concept of the world is a pyramid with one centralized world government that controls everything. The other side of that coin, remember, two faces, same, same coin, wants to see a multipolar world where the world is divided up into regions. The United States gets dissolved into the North American Union. The EU is already established. The European Union is already established. You have the African Union, the Asian Union. These are This is the multipolar world. And with that, there is some significant shifts in power. 
where the center of this kind of Illuminati power we're discovering now is not just in the West, but centered deeply in the United States. And as they are losing power, they are shredding as much as they possibly can to scorch earth and leave the people at the mercy of a new order that's trying to regain power. So it's, again, we are always on the table as pawns disposable if we allow it to be. I want to give some perspectives tonight on the battle of Ukraine. This is comes, I'm going to I've cut some clips out of a really fantastic interview that was done by Larry Johnson, who is a former analyst for the CIA, and he's also co-owner of and CEO of Berg Associates, LLC, which is a business exposure reduction group, which deals with threats and strategic threats. So let's begin, first of all, by, with his perspective, quite frankly, on the, the, the American dollar and where it's sitting in this current state of decline. The an expectation was that in the imposition of sanctions and the, the Russian ruble would have crumbled and the United States with the petrodollar would have continued to be effective. What people aren't monitoring, I mean, one of the things I do is I've been involved with financial investigations. The international drug traffickers used to covet U.S. dollars. That's no longer the case. They're moving into other currencies, especially the euro. So that's just a that's a sign, if you will, of the rafts leaving the sinking ship. And the U.S. ability to enforce its will on countries like Saudi Arabia, Pakistan, India, China, I think it's being exposed as really an empty threat. So we've gotten away with bullying people for many years. I think the uh, the, the the butcher's bill has come due on that, and. But what Russia has, I think, decided to do is wise in terms of serving Russia's national interests. So what's really important about that comment that he made is that the U.S. dollar was coveted by drug runners. Now, why that's important to look at is they have been the back end, like I've said many times on this show, drugs are the back end to the dollar. Drugs and human trafficking, in particular child sex trafficking, are the back end of the economy of the United States. What's happening now is as the, as the dollar is getting crushed and it's losing its, its interest and value to be able to tuck money in and have it be stabilized, with an administration that's ultimately just letting the economy be ruined, what they're doing now is you're seeing the drug back end of the dollar vacating and going to other places like crypto and other places where they can securely keep their money and move their money. That's super important to appreciate because that means that what you're seeing on the surface in Wall Street is they've lost their prop up. And a big component to what goes on in Wall Street ultimately ends up in drug trafficking and human sex trafficking. So as you start to rip those pieces away, the dollar already is sliding because it's losing its petrodollar status as more people start to shift away from the dollar and dollar and other currencies are accepted to trade in oil, very critical. The other prop up of the dollar is also leaving, which is the drug traffickers. As drugs and human sex trafficking decline, the dollar ends up without petroleum, drugs, or human sex trafficking. The dollar is just a piece of paper that is falling rapidly. And as it continues to slide, what we're seeing here in this country is a rapid rise in inflation, a decreasing buying power, and globally an inability to acquire things globally. So you're now going to see a lot of hand puppetry going on with this administration to keep people off base. Ukraine has been the great deception as it has been able to keep these 
people out here literally obsessed with whatever is going on. I mean, listen to this piece here, and and this is a liberal logic of somebody literally self-filming filming themselves. It's a selfie done at a gas station, and this kind of gives you a perspective of one end of the extreme of how effective the propaganda is here. Doing right now, I'm pumping my gas and I'm fighting systemic racism and I'm saving lives. I will gladly pay more money for my gas as long as Donald Trump is not in the White House. If you have a problem with paying more for gas, then maybe you're just homophobic and you're a bigot. You know, I'm protecting our democracy right now and I'm fighting for Ukraine. What are you doing? You anti-vax conspiracy theorist? You science denier? What are you doing? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. That's for doggone sure. But here's the most amazing part about that is they, this, the stress that people have been placed under over this last two years. The stress of the fear of the pandemic, the masks, uh, the mandate of masks to have to put this oxygen depriving rag over people's face. And then the push for the injection in the midst of economic woes, a constricting economy, increasing prices, all of these things. And now with the fear porn dumped on people of this horrible, horrible Ukraine thing. And let us not forget all the setup for this that went on for four years under President Trump, which Trump was a Nazi. He was taking over the country. Uh, he was anti, anti-gay, anti-this, anti-that. He was going to ruin America. There is a class of people that was already primed for this moment when they would literally lose their mind. And they would become complete subjects and slaves of a media system, a media engine that has been working overtime to break people's will and to literally bring them to a point of hysteria where they're then easily, easily molded. Controlling somebody's emotions is one of the most important aspects in PSYOP. And in understanding and appreciating the PSYOP of all things, when you can get to somebody to a point where they are completely dependent and reliant on you as the deliverer of the information, which they then accept as truth, you can do anything with these people. You can drive them to insanity. You can drive them to suicide. You can drive them to becoming a violent mass, whatever's needed. And this is where we have a group of people in the United States that literally have a right to vote that are a controlled mass of this leftist Nazi group. And remember, in the political spectrum of things, the left and the extreme right always end up meeting. So we're dealing with sort of this corporate fascist communist mix, which would be called a corporate tyranny of a certain or a corporatocracy. Okay. So we've got a media psyop program that's been highly effective. We have a, a, an economy that's been intentionally being driven to the ground. And I think one could argue fairly effectively when we look at this fight that's going on, and I'll lay out a few things, they knew that Trump was only going to last four years. They, they, there was no question in my mind that they knew that the election would be completely thrown and they would lose the election of November 3rd, and they knew it for several years. And here I'll give you one indicator that should keep everybody kind of like, oh, if you haven't thought about this. President Trump moved his home base operations down to Mar-a-Lago and out of New York a year before the elections. And in the meantime, that also happens to be the state where all special operations command is. 
It's also the state where DeSantis is. It's also the state where all of the, there's been a huge migration of conservatives and a lot of the policies have been rooted out of there. If you look right now at the United States, there's effectively two capitals. There's D.C., which is District of Columbia, which ultimately is a city state that's run by the Vatican. And you have Florida. And the base of operations for Trump is Mar-a-Lago. So that was planned well in advance and anticipating something very significant that was coming. And this is where we are. This war has always been about the elites, a fighting side. We can call it black and red and the red being obviously Trump's team. So we're we're caught here in the middle watching all this unfold as a mass amount of Americans still walk in this netherland of untruth. So what else does this mean in, in terms of, of all of this? The, the most important piece to understand in Ukraine is what is happening in this process, first of all, with the weapons, because there's a ton of weapons being flooded into Ukraine. So let's talk, first of all, about the, the PSYOP of what that looks like. And let's listen again to Larry Johnson. The corruption and the corruption in this society. Look, I'm a, I'm an old man. I'm old enough to remember the old Cold War when the Soviet Union existed. Uh, the kind of corruption we used to accuse the Soviets of is now rampant. It's endemic in the United States. Politicians go into office, become rich. Military generals in the Pentagon, they leave those posts, get lucrative positions with the defense industry, and they, they get paid to produce weapons that are, frankly, not very effective. And without any regard to really what this means for the strategic picture of the United States or for world security, for that matter. So we can see right away that where what's been happening here with this whole principle of weapons is a joke. All right. They have been moving, promising to move in weapons into Ukraine. They're, they just said recently that they were going to put they were going to put aircraft into the Ukraine. That's ridiculous. And part of it is because you can't fly anything into Ukraine without the Russians shooting it down. They completely, completely control the airspace. What we have also witnessed is the by proxy war, this proxy state that is supposed to be Ukraine. That was, in fact, a war being waged by the U.S. and NATO against Russia, but done so by a proxy methodology. The army that they had stood up, the Azov Battalion and its other Nazi contingents, have completely fallen apart. They have been defeated by Russia summarily, and they were defeated literally in about an hour and 25 minutes on their whole ability to function. And from there, Russians have been doing a clean-out. So what is that saying? Because if we look at what happened in Afghanistan, that was a complete collapse. Iraq, complete collapse. Everywhere we have gone, has we have never left a sustainment ability of military forces. What we've done, what we've invested without us, they fall apart. And yet Russia is able to come in in a matter of hours and, and wipe out what we did and what we were building in Ukraine very quietly. All of this is painting a very dark picture of what we are actually doing. Most of this weapons stuff that's been going on has been about lining people's pockets. We know that that's a huge part of people getting wealthy. The military-industrial complex is a huge engine for the United States. And this goes back to Eisenhower that warned us of the rise of the military-industrial complex. It is a profit engine based on building wars around the world. The difference of what's happening now is there is a nuclear power, which is Russia, 
that has stood up to the United States and said, I'm not going to take it anymore. And they aren't, people aren't understanding what the depth of this real war is for the most part. What Americans do not understand is that the Russians are fighting to defend the motherland. This is the, and, and the, the ignorance that's displayed in the part of uh, so many people in my country about Russia and its history. Uh, you know, they continue to refer to them as communists today. Well, as you know, the Communist Party is a minority party now within Russia, uh, and yet the Americans persist in that. So as this pain increases, the Americans are going to turn on the, politi- the politicians that cre- help create this mess. And every, every time Joe Biden tries to blame it on Putin, most American voters aren't buying it. They're going to be blaming Biden, be blaming the Democrats, and potentially blaming the Republicans if they don't step up and try to set things right. And they know all of this. Our politicians are very, very aware of where we are sitting right now. We just heard at the very beginning the whole principle of China and having 150% of what it needed for food versus our 25%. What is happening here now is as this very corrupt and most evil deep state is falling apart, they are literally moving and allowing China to rise as they continue to deplete and scorched earth everything here in this nation. One of those ways that they're doing that is by, again, sending weapons. But the question is, where are those weapons going? Listen to this. And we're talking weapons to Ukraine. I know from sources in France, for example, that uh, the French gendarmes are, they've actually recovered uh, uh, firearms and shoulder-fired surface-air missiles in Paris that have been, that went to Ukraine. The black market picked them up. They're now selling them to other groups around the world. Um, And this is, this is turning into a business that the, the real irony here is the United States has insisted that we've been fighting a war on terrorism for 20 years. Now what we're doing is we've actually effectively created a system to arm international terrorists around the world and create a greater threat to America, not a less, lesser threat. Not just a greater threat to America, but a greater threat to world stability. They are literally using Ukraine as a siphon and a channel to push weapons and then to have them move rapidly across the world to all sorts of nefarious elements and terrorist elements or however you want to say that. This is all by design. All of this is a big deep state play to reposition to create in this multipolar world a continuing and ongoing threat of the mysterious terrorist that always crops up. This is textbook right out of 1984. It's the pursuit of the forever terrorist. And so what they're doing right now is as Ukraine is being cleaned out, they are now channeling these weapons through Ukraine to make sure that they go as far and as wide as possible, which then distributes terrorism across the world and arms groups across the world so that there can be a perpetual use of terrorism. What does that lead to? It leads to the justification of perpetual surveillance and the need to have a perpetual fear in place for the people. Fear is their central motive of everything they're doing. And unfortunately, as you watch the number of people that follow the Ukraine narrative, that believe in this sort of bipolar world, it's, it's, a, long gone myth, it's a long gone reality, and yet people are continuing to follow it and believe in it because the media is pounding at them. Listen to this piece. Um, now, so far, there's been more airtime dedicated to the conflict in Ukraine on mainstream American outlets than there was on all the wars combined over the last 30 years. Why do you think that is? Uh, 
if it bleeds, it leads. I mean, this you, you've seen you've seen the media has actually the particular cable news channels in the United States. They've been losing audience share. So anytime you can hype violence and bloodshed and suffering, uh, that makes it to the front. And the, and the more you can show video images, what I, what I find sort of interesting and it's telling is that normally, you know, as you guys do with, uh, uh, what is it, Murad Gurdjieff, your correspondent who is out in, in Mariupol, you see him, you see the cannons, the tanks firing, you see artillery going off, you see soldiers moving tactically. You don't see any kind of those video images from the Ukrainians. None of the Western media is embedded with any Ukrainian military units uh, because, frankly, I think if they did videotape what's going on, it would be just, just terribly destructive to morale. You cannot uh, conduct a war simply with psychological operations. And that appears to be what Ukraine has relied upon, making you know outlandish claims that a fighter pilot has shot down six Russian jets. Turns out that's from a video game. Uh, or that they've, they've killed or captured uh, 20 Russian generals. Uh, I mean, the, the lies go on. What I find shocking is I know for a fact that some of the, the key analysts in the U.S. intelligence community have been buying this nonsense. They, the, 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 the question of skepticism towards these claims has not even arisen. So uh, I, I think really uh, the United States has become just a, a big, bloated, overfed, uh, unhealthy blob. Uh, and it, it's gotten away with, you know, we've been beating up on little brown people for 30 years. People that didn't have real air forces, didn't have real armies. And we've imagined ourselves to be extremely uh, viable as a military force. But coming up against where essentially, I, as I see it, the Ukrainian army is fighting a proxy war for NATO, for the United States. We're finding out that everything that we thought the Ukrainians could do, they can't do. And Russia has been pretty effective at countering. Yes, they have. And I want you to listen to the first part of that again. It's like the first 10 seconds. Listen to what she says carefully about how much media time has been given to this war. Um, now, so far, there's been more airtime dedicated to the conflict in Ukraine on mainstream American outlets than there was on all the wars combined over the last 30 years. Imagine the impact of that. We're dealing with a public that's already off base. They have been emotionally broken to a large degree. A public to, in a large of this, especially this sort of progressive public, we'll call them, that has been vaxxed, they've been masked, they've been living in fear. They're now being fed a narrative of the this war with Russia, that Russia's going to come knocking on your door. It's the end of America. They honestly have shifted. It's very interesting because of their perspective is about saving America protecting America, protecting America's livelihood. And we have to do that by working through Ukraine. This is a hundred percent wag the dog, but the effectiveness of the media has been stellar because this, this amount of information, more media coverage, all the wars combined in 30 years in the last 56 weeks, 56 weeks is all the longer this war has come. We started Afghanistan in 2001 and we didn't end it until hand puppet Biden yanked us out of there last year. In 56 weeks, they've had more media coverage than all the previous wars. 
That right there should tell you everything about where this state of mind is in the United States. They are completely brainwashed. The the matrix is 100% active in resetting itself. And what they're keying up is another fast and furious on a level we've never imagined. By distributing weapons through Ukraine, by getting weapons out into hands of the basically terrorists would be terrorists. I'm cautious always to use this terrorist term because terrorist is a perspective. Most of it was created by the CIA. But anyway, people that want to do harm to others, they're getting these weapons and getting well-armed, and they're already starting the narratives of new gun controls. We're seeing the borders open up and trying to push in illegals here that aren't are obviously aren't vaxxed. That's the Title 41 withdrawal or 42 withdrawal. And they're moving them across the border to infiltrate and backfill where a large percentage of America is still coming into this hysteria and living in this hysteria of COVID. So they're paralyzed on many levels. These people coming across the border aren't. Weapons are now moving across the globe in various forms. And they're setting up the gun control narrative of domestic terrorism. And they're going to start pointing the finger at many of the people, good people like they always do. In to and start looking for increased in active shooter events. We are seeing already they're building this up. And this is not just one faction losing and the other faction rising. Both factions of the elites gain out of this. As one of the old guard, we'll call them the Illuminati, are dying off and being removed by the other faction of the elite, which wants to have more of a regionalized, multipolar world, Both factions are seeking the same thing. They want total surveillance. Elon Musk. They're talking, we have the the right conservative movement backing Elon Musk because he's going after Twitter and no one's talking about Starlink. Starlink is the most hideous program ever developed, which they claim everybody's looking at the surface of this saying, look, look, everybody gets free internet around the world. It's always convenience that destroys humanity. Always convenience destroys humanity. Starlink, when properly set up, will be the most massive grid ever. Here's something that's of interest. Elon Musk provided Starlink to Ukraine, was actively involved in the fight in Ukraine. He activated Starlink. His team activated Starlink for the Ukrainians, and they used that to deter certain Russian abilities to for cyber intercept and cyber hacking, as well as a disruptive event for their communications. So whatever they have done, the Defense Department is now working with Elon Musk to actively use Elon Musk Starlink as countermeasures against the Russians. This is a hot war by any other terms, but they're doing it through proxy people and proxy states, just like the military-industrial complex does all the time. And while everyone's cheering Elon Musk, as fools that they are, about this great purchase of Twitter, they keep forgetting that Elon Musk is the number one client of Department of Defense right now. Again, we're back to Starlink. What we're walking into here is the two paths that lead to the same ends. I've talked a lot about this. And what these, what's happening is as they scorch earth this process, as the outgoing power literally scorched earth everything from food to fuel to causing total disruptions in Europe, the main People that are suffering through all this, the biggest ones that will suffer will be the West. There will be lots of, of death potential in Africa, and China will be in there offering them food in exchange for giving up of power and sovereignty. 
And there will be what's in happening in the Western world between Australia, Europe and the United States is all going to fall on the question of what will do the people have? This is where the strength is and or this is where the failure is. Be very blunt. And food is now going to become their biggest weapon. Also, the dependence on technologies. I will fully expect before this is over that they will either flip the master switch, the kill switch to the Internet, or they will literally effectively function an EMP. But my guess is rather than doing an EMP, they'll simply say it was an EMP because EMPs are silent, by the way, and they will blame it on Russia. And in the process, they will then take away everybody's power and everybody's Internet and they will watch how the rats fight and scramble. And I will tell you right now, the cities will go crazy. It won't take long before the lack of food, the lack of water, and the lack of infrastructure, people just turn on themselves, unless we are bigger than the problem. When we come back to all of these things that are important, the centerpiece, which we've talked about from this beginning of this channel, has been the importance of centering everything on faith. Because with faith, we can endure everything. The interest, and for us, as we are looking at a scorched earth policy of these elites, which they are literally doing, and like I said, that's everything from the economy to the fuel to the food. We are into coming into a new wave of, of people getting sent to homelessness, and that's happening quickly as rents increase by 30 to 40% average since Blackstone now is the premier owner of properties and BlackRock's right behind them, and so is Vanguard. The majority of rents are now owned by corporate entities, not even by local renters or local landlords. And even then, the increase in cost is going up exponentially because their costs are going up. Their normal profit margins have declined, especially since COVID, and they're trying to recover these costs. We are seeing a huge shift across the economy and not for the better. And as we hit into fall, when many of these leases are now going to become renewed, we're still in, an, in somewhat of a grace period because not all the leases have been renewed. The, the expectation is the average lease will go up 40% in rent costs. That's true inflation and true loss of wage. With that, you have the increase in fuel, which is at this point 30%. You have the true increase of food, which is about 18 to 20%. You combine all those together and you look at the proportions of your income, I don't think anybody other than the Wall Street interns, which we heard about the other night, other than them, no one else has received a raise substantial enough to overcome that. These are true massive hits to the economy and to the individual. And they're counting on it because what they're going to be doing is pushing people to such a degree that ultimately they have to make the choices between food, between rent, and between fuel. And it's, like I said, it's already happening. If you look around, you'll see it happening. It's tragic. Well, what happens then? It doesn't matter who wins the fight. They are both going to offer something similar. And it's going to be some sort of stimulus, which will lead to some form of a UBI, universal basic income, which is to roll everybody into a socialist-type-based system. I have, I'm blunt about this. At this point in time, after seeing all that's unfolded, even the term make America great again makes me gag because there's no way we're going to get through this in the way that the policies are shaping up without seeing an implementation of a UBI. You don't hear anybody talking about the pursuit for crimes of people in Blackrock, Blackstone, and Vanguard. 
You don't hear about any attention even on the research side of people wanting to see those companies and Wall Street gutted because that's where the real problem is. But the whole war of Ukraine has effectively done a fantastic job for them because not only have they been able to channel money and get it back to themselves as Ukraine is the biggest money laundering space, they've affected a global shift in power simultaneously, not looking at China, look over there, don't look at China. The shift in power is moving the global, global pieces as China has been quiet on this whole thing. Russia has repivoted the ruble to gold. The dollar is in free fall and not complete free fall yet, but it's getting there very quickly as people race away from the dollar and China has been now raising up its stocks of, of food. The bridge and relationship between Russia and China through the BRICS and Asian, the Asian Union concept has increased exponentially. And we're looking at a North American Union or North and South American Union that's in shambles with immigrants coming across our border and the strongest country in the world paralyzed for fear over COVID, for fear over Ukraine, for fear over some other boogeyman that's going to come crawling up out of the sewer into your nose. And the latest push is the avian flu. In listening to some of these things here, obviously we heard this the other night that they had a fire at Belfast, Maine, which is the largest it was one of the potato processing plants on Belfast, Maine, and that's going to have ripple effects. The bird flu outbreak, experts warned to stop filling backyard feeders. This is up in Illinois because they're afraid, they're telling people, to be afraid of, of bird feeders because it's going to spread avian flu. In Quebec, Duck Farm says it has, has, must kill 150,000 birds and lay off 300 staff due to bird flu. They're ramping this up to take all the food out of the system, all the free food. I mean the freely grown food, the healthy food. Because both aspects, both power lines, whether it's the Illuminati or this other group, which whether whatever you want to call that other order of this, of this elite, they're all looking to accomplish the same thing. They all want to provide a world where everything is tagged, tracked, and followed through all the way from the beginning to the end, and food is 3D printed and, and built by robots. The whole concept is to create an engineered world where every single thing is recorded. And if you don't think Trump is behind this as much as Biden, then go back and study Trump's policies of what he was trying to push for the fourth industrial revolution. I can see all these other things because, like I said, there is a there's a high level of corruption in the Illuminati side, which is the Biden side, which and it's it's horrific what they're doing to kids. But the pivot to MAGA isn't that far of a pivot economically. And it doesn't free the economy up. It enslaves people even more. So what is the option? The option is literally sowing seeds on two levels. Because where we, are, where we have to get to is understand the importance of what, what it means when I say kill your lawn, grow a garden. They have consumed corporately much of the large land holdings in this nation, which I don't see to be a negative because most of that land is depleted. But it's going to take everybody working together to fill the food gap. Literally, how do you make up the calories? And the way you're going to make up the calories is you're going to have to have larger a rise in small farms, that's between, we'll say, between 25 and 250 acres, that size farming. And you're going to have to have 
these micro farms, which will be, say, from an acre to 25 acres, and you've got to have the urban homesteads. And when people start to take that seriously and start literally growing their gardens, ripping up their lawns and going after this, then we're going to start to see the food revolution occur, decentralizing off the power of corporate control. And whatever they do through food is going to be eliminated. It's going to be neutralized. Once people get control of their food again and start eating healthy again, you're going to get away from the reliance on the grocery store. You're not going to have a need to go to the corporate-owned chains. You're going to see a rise in mom-and-pop restaurants, mom-and-pop stores, and you're going to be breaking the connection from this corporate oligarchy that's been running this nation. We literally, as I say over and over, have to go back to go forward. And in the, in the light of all of these major moves across the globe, they want everybody to believe that there's no escape. There's no control. But here's the thing. This is a complex system. And a complex system means it's not complicated, it's complex. It means it has many, many moving parts. And they can't control all those pieces unless we allow them to. And that's the critical piece in all of this. As we focus more locally, which we must, as we focus more local, local, meaning your house and your neighborhood, which we must, and we start taking responsibility and getting gardens growing, taking getting the church into the home, making sure the children are taken out of their programming from the indoctrination camps, people starting their own small businesses, taking responsibility for your health, all of these things happening at once, which every single family can do. then you're going to be at a place where we start to assume more control over our lives and reclaim sovereignty. There's more layers to this as we go along, but these this core pieces here that we keep talking about are so essential. And to sow those seeds, that seed of knowledge, that seed of spirituality, that seed of, of encouragement, we have to sow that within our neighborhoods as we sow our own gardens and sow our own faith and strength within our own homes. Operation Sowing Seeds. That's literally where we counter this move. And I say this with a lot of confidence. I, you know, I'm not in any way trying to say that I have the golden ticket or answer, but I will tell you, when you give people power of food back and power in their lives back, the system ceases to have a stranglehold over people's lives. And, they are, and it's so obvious what they are doing. They are intentionally walking to a point. There's too many fires that have been cropping up burning processing plants. There's too many policies in place to restrict the development and spread of food. There's too many policies to try to get farmers not to grow. It's quite literally a gift, as I see it, it's God's gift to us to give us a choice. And it is at the valley of decision. Do you want to follow their path, pursue money, and be subject to their rules, their food, and their, their injections, all of that? Or do you want to take another route? And that route is literally the narrow gate. And that narrow gate is going to require hard work. It's going to be even needing to learn how to garden and farm without major petroleum power tools. Its meaning goes back, going back to more fundamental ways of doing things. Because the other piece, like I said, every time that they can control you, whether it's to control you through the electrical grid, control you through the dependence on energy, anything they can get a control on, they're going to use to squeeze and everything that we can do to detach from that, to build a more sovereign principle and then use the knowledge that we have and we've gathered to rebuild 
from bottom up. That is where the momentum comes and the true making of America to a better place than it ever was happens. But if we're going to follow the promises of these technologies, and they're teeing up a lot of stuff, pay attention to what's going on. They're standing up space medical programs. They're standing up all sorts of space, space, space. They are going to throw the lure out here in the near future of opportunities to go off world, to go to space, to work in space, because they want everybody to forget about the miseries here. All of this are are lures, and they're going to use this to draw kids in, to draw adults in, to get everybody all hyped up. This is why they keep pushing these this Elon Musk and his SpaceX phoniness going up in, up in the sky, Blue Heron and their rockets and their phoniness. They want, the elites want you going to them and worshiping them and be, making them their, your new, their new gods. We don't need to be going anywhere until we fix this earth, God's earth, and getting this down and fixing the corruption here in this world. But they're going to do what they always do best, which is throw a lure out there to catch people to follow the squirrel across the trail. And it's going to be, again, up to us to decide the future we want. The current system is dead. The options that we have going forward is a world that we choose to build on this world and build it to be great, or it's a world that we choose to follow them. And they will lead us exactly where they want us. And in the end, that means they want us as slaves. That's the choice. The question is, Where are you going to go, what choices you're going to make, and how hard do you want to work? I'll always take the hardest path, no matter what that is, because I know that tilling that path out there is going to lead to the greatest reward. But don't be deceived. These two worlds are now at the, the world that we know is now at the end, and the two worlds that we have before us are a matter of our choice. It's not going to be somebody else's. Choose wisely. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today very humbled, very energized as well with the opportunities you've set before us. And as we look across the world, Lord, and we see the crisis looming, crisis of food, crisis of fuel, and we see how they're using these tools to control people, to have people give away their rights to become in compliant slaves, we pray for strengthening of hearts. We straight pray for eyes to see. and We pray for ears to hear. We really pray for all humanity to start waking up to this foolish game that these elites keep playing, the toying with political things, the ignoring of the major subjects that are before us, the deceptions to go one way or to go the other rather than looking right before us as the most important pieces in our lives, like our faith in you, Lord, the preservation of the health and wellness of our children, the growing of food, the taking responsibility for our livelihood, the taking responsibility for, most importantly, our health and to be good stewards of the land. So, Lord, we pray for the strength that will come through us all to see clearly what's before us and the control we have. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Don't be deceived. That's the big one. Because there just are so many pieces out here that are in play to draw people off the path. And there will be many. And it's always the shiny silver object. And they're going to bedazzle people with great technologies and bedazzle people with great things. It's all coming. Elon Musk just did it. And if you have any doubt about that, go and look up the opening ceremony he had for his new giga plant down in Texas. Watch the pictures of the crowd. Watch how they are absolutely stunned by an aerial display of drones. It's almost like they're just ready to bow and kiss the earth for him. 
These are all the shiny silver objects. Our wisdom is through God, and as we walk in that strength and that path, it's not a complicated path. There may be complex environments, but we have a very clean way in which he wants us to move. As we keep our head clear on that path, all these other things fall off. Ask yourself a simple question. The Federal Department of Agriculture, the FDA, is the one saying there's going to be a food shortage. So ask yourself this. Are they offering a solution? Yellen, who's the head of the Fed, is having an emergency meeting across the world with all the other bankers across the world on the coming food crisis, as she says, is being caused by Russia and Ukraine. Okay. Are they offering subsidies to buy seeds for people? No. Is there a single politician right now that's telling anybody to grow a garden? Nope. Actually, not true. There was one I came across the other day, in all fairness. Local, though. Local politician. Pay attention to these things. This is what the true nature of these people are. If they are not talking about stopping the vax, stopping, not taking credit for it, stopping the vax, if they are not talking about preparing for a a coming disaster in food, if they are not talking about the importance of getting rid of 5G, I think you've summed up a lot of who they are. And those are the things that are going to make a difference in the health and well-being of who we are as people. And that's truly what meaning, that's truly the meaning of making this country great again. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. Through our prayers, we get wisdom and God gives us strength. And we need all of that right now. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time. God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, 
This state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 